I remember when everybody cared. I remember when people used to say things like Merry Christmas to each other. Everybody said Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Longstein. <laughs> you know why? Because it wasn't about a religion. It was about something of the culture we thought was so valuable that we'd all do it together, even if I disagreed with the religion behind it, because it was good for all of us instead of just me. But what do people say now? Happy holidays. See, I just say happy holidays because I don't want to say Christmas because you don't believe in Christmas because I don't want to offend you. Because I... Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. I hope your all your Christmas dreams are coming true. I hope you watched It's a Wonderful Life, Rudolph. That's right. uh, to um, those of you that celebrate the Christmas holiday, this um, this episode is dropping on Christmas itself. I know, which is just so romantic, right? It's like, it's just very lovely. We're not recording it. I, all right, a little behind the curtain. We're not recording it on Christmas. This is a couple days before this Christmas. This is Tuesday, December 20th at 10.05 p.m. That's right. This is our first evening recording it's a late this year. Yeah, so we, we might get the Zoomies. The time. Yeah, so we might get the Zoomies while we're recording or, you know, maybe we'll get slap happy, kind of sleepy, wah, wah. We might get the movies while we're recording, Um, even. Uh, but yes, Merry Christmas. I hope you're enjoying this with your nice family. Uh, with your friends, I hope you're. Yeah. You, Santa brought you everything you're looking for. I really hope you're playing this on a loudspeaker in your yeah. parents' house. Play this on your new Bluetooth speaker that your parents got you for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Fire up at we'll JBL. Ma- and don't worry, because this one is about conservatism, and unfortunately, Ava and I don't really agree with that. Um, yeah. And so we're not, we we're wanna, not we want you to play this for your family on your JBL speaker. Yeah, I'm hoping you you play this for Gramps. Old Gramps. Um, Old Gramps. But yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry we Christmas. Hope it's a good Seriously. One. We're going to be on the day of with our families. Tomorrow I'm editing and mixing this and getting it ready for, for upload. And, you know, if, if it's supposed to upload by itself, but if, you know, something weird happens that makes this uh, podcast you know, no longer uh, appropriate or timely. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes you just don't... Sometimes things just don't work out. That's right. And that's okay. Uh, that's enough talk about behind the curtain. Uh, but I, we do wish a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to all of you listening to our show. And, it, you know, we take no days off, even though we're not actually doing it on Christmas. You know, we take no days off. Yeah, we are so posting on Christmas. Yeah, we're posting on Christmas, even though we are taking Christmas Day off. That's right. We'll both be with our families on Christmas. Yeah. Well, anyhow, so as I was saying, you know, it's Christmas in small town and big town America alike. And, well, the movies we watched recently... They really focus on one side of America. That's right. This is a small town Christmas, a small town themed episode where we watched mm-hmm. two small town movies ab- or two movies about 
Christmas it's in small towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that one was evil and mm-hmm. one was good. Yeah, I definitely thought one was like really uh joylessly uh you know, lechery and and, yeah. and no fun. And but, the but other one was said, was, oh, sorry, was much more fun to watch at the very least, yeah. but I, also I, very I, interesting. I think I think you're dead wrong though because the first one was also very fun to watch. So the first one we watched was my choice. I wanted to watch a movie that was yelling at me really bad because I find them really funny, and we decided to watch Christmas with a capital C. That's right. This is a film that we watched. Uh, you know, full transparency, first illegal watch of the year. Uh, the only place you can stream this film is on Pure Flix. This is a yeah. 2011 film from director Helmut Schleppi, uh, starring uh, some folks you might know from, you know, mainstream Hollywood film. Uh, <laughs> Ted Mc Ted McGinley, remember him uh, from uh, Married with Children, uh, as well as uh, Nancy Stafford. Remember her. Uh, who was also on uh, television, I can't recall, uh, on what show. And, of course, uh, brother of uh, Hollywood actor and murderer Alec Baldwin, uh, Daniel Baldwin. No one one remembers him. One of the Baldwin brothers. He is also playing a character that is basically, like, you know, if you can all but feel them saying, like, do your brother on 30 Rock. Yeah. Do, do an Alec Baldwin type. Ava, what, you know, we started getting into the characters. What's what's this Christmas with a capital C about? Well, There's another cast member that we'll, we'll get to later. Yeah, one, one thing that um, was funny when I was watching this was that, like, when we first see um, Daniel Baldwin's character, who is who we open with, like, we open with him, like, driving a U-Haul through this small town in Alaska because um, it's set in just the worst part in the world. No offense to any Alaskan listeners, but yeah. it, that is the worst part of the world. Um, we and, and he comes out of his U-Haul, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, this looks like if Alec Baldwin was, like, deep-faked onto, like, an alcohol, a different alcoholic. Not the alcoholic that Alec that Baldwin know is. That love. That we know, yeah, a different alcoholic, a, an unevenly yoked alcoholic, and I was like, "Why does this look?" So-? And I was, and I laughed. Well, I'm like, "Oh, I guess they wanted Alec Baldwin for his role." And as we were watching, as we kept watching, I'm like, "I'm like, oh, that's obviously that's like his brother or something." Yeah, because I do because I boys. yeah because I did know that he had like brothers and shit. I know like I, I think is he one of those guys that like oh like one of his brothers was more famous than him at first, and then he became he. I'm not sure about that. The only thing I really know about the Baldwin brothers is that they do stuff like this, and he doesn't. Like well, they, yeah, I yeah, believe, yeah. Well, um, I'm saying like I'm pretty sure like one of the Baldwin brothers was like the famous one first, and then Alec like got really famous. It could be that could or be, or like maybe someone, maybe one was hot at one point. I don't know. They're n- all of them are just dirty, u- ugly old men now. Well, Alec Baldwin <laughs> was handsome at a time. Yeah, but now he's a dirty, dirty, ugly, murderous old man. That's right. He's just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Uh, Remember that voicemail he sent to his daughter? Oh yeah, that was uh, that was it's a big tabloid sensation. Yeah, if you he, if you've never looked it up, you should listen to him uh, calling his twelve year old daughter a fat 
bitch. You know, I I was just so, <laughs> so disappointed. Horrible. I was just so disappointed. I always thought Alec Baldwin was just like a complete sweetheart. Yeah, like I always assumed. Yeah, I mean, you see him, you're just like, well, this is obviously a nice guy. So we open on no way this guy's an a, a rageaholic. We open on <laughs> his decidedly uglier and more conservative brother, Daniel. Yeah, uh, yeah. pulling into town with a U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And, and he pulls up to two guys doing some manual labor. These are the Reed brothers. These are the Reed brothers. I did not realize they were brothers until... I didn't either, and not at first. I didn't realize until you said it like, oh, so that's his brother. Yeah, Dan and Greg Reed. Dan played by Ten McGlinney. Uh, Greg played by uh, Christian stand-up comedian Brad Stein, who you heard at the top of the show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and God, you gotta look up what this guy looks like. Maybe it's mainly in this movie, but this Brad Stein guy. Yeah, he, he looks, looks a little scar- different elsewhere, but he looks scary in this movie. Yeah, he kind of looked like like older Kurt Cobain yeah. with a darker, like a brown beard with the like straight blonde kind of peaked hair and his and his teeth looks like there's like layers of like rotting tartar on the back like plaque like i thought that his see i didn't realize they were brothers at first and i thought that he was playing like this scary schizophrenic yeah kind of like a town coot yeah town coot that like follows him around follows our main character around and you know says like sometimes a wise word but it's mainly schizophrenic and scary yeah yeah i thought we were supposed to understand him as that and then i realized oh my god no no he's like the normal brother they think that he's normal and like robin williams yes (laughs) um because he's so fucking funny right yeah um we so fucking funny we pull up on them putting up uh the christmas nativity statues is that what they're even doing in that scene? They're, yeah, no, they're starting the statue, to get ready for Well, it. they're just making like the plank. They're making like the the planks that the yeah, statues uh, will be yeah. on. We don't see any statues yet. That's right. The, sh- the statues aren't being put out. They're getting ready for a. Ooh, what you got in that mug there? Let's do our weekly mug check. What you drinking? ASMR. This is a little bit of peppermint tea. That's if you want right. some slurp. Ooh. If you want some slurping noises. That's kind of on on theme. Peppermint peppermint tea. Yeah, it's kind of like a candy cane or some shit. Um, I love Christmas though. But anyhow, they're so they're putting up they're putting up the the platform that they're going to put the nativity. Yeah, on. and they have some banner and Alec Baldwin is in. Uh, you can tell they got history. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have they have history. Um, and Alec Baldwin, your Daniel Baldwin is like, oh, and how's uh that ho- that hot girl from high school by the way? And our main character is like. She is taking care of our children. Yeah, because I'm married to her. Taking care of our children, and you immediately go like, "Okay, high school rivals much?" Yeah, and that's their whole vibe. Um, yeah, it's kind of that like that for the rest of the movie. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of other. There's it's see this one of those movies that there's like a bunch of like random shit that happens in it, um, but there's only one like actual plot that's going on. So like. Just so you know, the overarching plots, I don't really think it matters when this starts or when it comes into play. Yeah, we can definitely, uh, you know, naturally touch on specific scenes or moments. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't want to just go through this, like, line by line, because I think it'll be boring that way. But, so Daniel Baldwin, 
is going is is this liberal uh, city boy lawyer. city boy lawyer um who has been a rival with her main character whatever his name is um since high school Danny. And, he, and he's come back after 11 ye- years with his u-haul to fuck shit up for a small town conservative homeboys by suing okay because our main character is the fucking mayor but he also does does like mean handyman jobs he's like a volunteer handyman Kind of like Chris from the last film. Exactly. There's uh, apparently in small towns in suburbia, men are able to be volunteer handymen that just do work. I don't. I I actually I just recalled. You know what his at least his brother's job, and I think he mostly is the mayor, but he helps out sometimes. They give like um, flying tours. No, but that was just one thing that they did. They also were on a fisherman's boat. Yeah, I think they also give boat tours. I think they I don't do think like I no, I think they were catching fish. That's true. I guess they were. Yeah, they they do do like odd jobs. They do they do because in, in, in small town America or in rural America or in suburban America, according a, to the Christmas a, films, we apparently watch. men, men real because they're real men, have the time and energy to be these volunteer fucking handyman and do all these jobs it's like this perfect communist fucking utopia Ooh. where they can just do whatever the fuck they want and just take care of people because they want to they just want to do that labor they're not even getting paid they just want to do it to improve like the general living standard for everyone else for the needy for the women and and hey maybe maybe some of the women are gonna fuck them because of it because it's so hot that they're wrong. i'm sorry i'm going off on a tangent I'm going off on a tangent because it's because it's kind of it it just blows my mind. The world that must exist out there. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, um, but so they're 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 Hollywood. Uh, I said Hollywood. They're high school rivals. Yeah, they're high school ri- rivals. So Daniel Baldwin's coming in, and he's like, I'm going to fucking sue the mayor because the mayor is putting up his nativity scene. Yeah. And I'm an atheist, and it's it's discrimination to have up the nativity scene. and Or it's, it's not even necessarily that it's discrimination. It's just that separation of church and state. The government should not be putting up the nativity scene on government property yeah. because there should but, be but no, like, religious... Yeah. Yeah, which is the logical sane thing, but, like, this movie is spinning it to this idea that, like, Daniel Baldwin is, like, trying to say that by putting up the Christian iconography, or whatever, I'm tired, by putting that up, that is, like, discrimination, or 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 that Daniel Baldwin thinks that's or is, is like trying to claim vast discrimination. Well, they re- recall that's not even it because um, remember he brings that up to the pastor in a really uh, telling scene. You know, for most of this movie, you almost wonder if they're ignorant in their bigotry. Mm-hmm. If they're like saying like, you know, uh, but everyone in this town is Christian. So, you know, why not? Or most everyone in this town is Christian. Why not have it be representative of everyone in the town? Until uh, there's a scene where Danny's talking with his pastor and he basically flippantly like angrily says like, so what do I have to put up a menorah now and whatever the Kwanzaa thing is? And we both went like, wow. Yeah, they kind of said the quiet part loud. However, his pastor says that's not even what it's about. Uh, Daniel Baldwin is an atheist. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want any representation of religion. Yeah, yeah, that's his vibe. 
Um, and also Daniel Baldwin is a liberal city boy, soy boy, because he goes to a cafe and orders a cafe Americano with soy milk. That's right. Whereas the real men in the town order black coffees, no milk, because whatever color coffee can you have, it's only black coffee in Alaska. Listen. Um, and also Daniel Baldwin goes to the cafe for the free Wi-Fi. What a fucking pussy that's true is what we're supposed to think he does he yeah that so there's a really interesting scene in uh the cafe that happens when um our our uh brother character greg uncle greg uh i think is that his name it might be uncle greg we should call him the uncle and not the brother because i think it's confusing because yeah. like there's the father and then an uncle but if you say the brother it could be either brother yeah. so the uncle goes to this cafe with uh danny and uh they run into uh, Daniel Baldwin and Danny basically says like, you know, he's starting to realize that some people are being won over by Daniel Baldwin mm -hmm. and that some people are starting to, you know, think that he has some good ideas because apparently oh. he's talking big about some tourism, like cruise ships might come into the Alaskan oh, town. Oh, and also some people are starting to say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. That's true. Christmas with a capital which, C. Which our uncle is so fucking pissed off in one scene because <laughs> yeah he gets up on okay a, okay so the barista so the barista he like likes yeah he has a and crush is, like, on really creepy towards yeah he has a crush on this like barista who's twenty years younger than him um his blonde barista and she gives him his coffee and she's like happy holidays and he's like happy holidays there's only one holiday that makes me happy there's only one holiday that makes me want to jump up on this table and just be so happy it's not pearl harbor day or it's Arbor day yeah or whatever no he says yeah. pearl harbor he says day valentine's day he says pearl no no in the scene he says it's not pearl harbor day pearl harbor day makes me sad oh wow i forgot about that <laughs> he says it's not pearl harbor day it's not um what else does he I say? He says Valentine's Day. He says it's not Valentine's Day. It's Christmas. Just like 98% of the rest of the country, which I think is kind of a fudged number, if you ask me. Um, yeah. I think he says the Valentine's Day in a stand-up routine that we watched or in the song. I feel like we read the Valentine's Day thing. Read it. We, <laughs> we didn't read the song we, or the stand-up I think we read him or the movie. I just remember. I feel like he said another holiday. That I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. But he, um, what he does is he he does this big long speech. He does like a like an a, a, a big like you know verbose. Uh, gotta listen. Gotta do the Christmas. And and the entire time Daniel Baldwin is like stone facedly filming him on his cell phone. Oh my god! And that never comes back. Yeah, I was like waiting yeah, for him to go viral. Yeah, I thought he was gonna go viral on Instagram for that. Yeah. But like apparently, like that wasn't a thing. Or like I thought, yeah, I was really hoping for a scene where like he went viral on fucking Instagram and like the liberals were saying that he was like racist or something yeah because that's like how but the that, logic of the movie right but like that didn't happen that didn't happen which Nothing is so ever disappointing came back from that but um, but yeah but after he did a speech everybody cheered of course yeah people were pretty happy about it um but the, the deranged schizophrenic man the the um you gotta look up what this guy looks like yeah he's an interesting fellow um we we found out a little bit more about him he um 
he has like a an, an odd documentary, right, Ava, with Alan Dershowitz in it. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he has a um, pro-Israel documentary with Dennis Prager in it, and um, Alan Dershowitz. Um, and like the description on Letterbox is like it's written like a Prager U video. It's like <laughs> it's like does it strike you as odd that a country that is is you know it's like a whole thing um but so he's and and he's as i said the stand-up clip that you heard at the top of the show um and that stand-up clip is sampled in the uh big fish song that apparently this movie is based on yeah Um, we listened to the big fish song it's it's no good um but we um i find it very odd it's heavily sampled yeah, the stand-up clip at the beginning of it, and yeah. it, and it comes back in like the bridge of the song. Yeah, they they use a lot of, um, our friend uh, Brad Stein's uh, stand-up in that song, but the song has very little to do with the movie, other than they uh, in that coffee scene where Brad Stein gets up on the chair and starts like talking about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Those are some lyrics from the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I guess in terms of things that happen. Um, they start this rivalry and, and the, uh, Danny basically says, listen, I don't care what Daniel Baldwin says. Uh, I, I don't care that he's suing and Daniel Baldwin gets his way. Basically the, he talked, Danny talks with his pastor and the pastor says, you know, listen, there's nothing you can legally do. Uh, you don't have. or you know don't have the nativity scene go up on government property and daniel baldwin decides to run for mayor against danny yeah 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 and and like all of it is also like tied to like this like idea that people were saying happy holidays instead of merry christmas and that like the christ and christmas is being like eroded and like christmas in general and daniel baldwin is also doing these little tricky little schemey things um, to get people in trouble, like there's one scene where um, Danny's, but the the mayor's, his daughter is like singing Christmas carols That's in right. front of like the mayor's office, and Daniel Baldwin calls the cops on her. Yeah, he says like, "Ma'am, you cannot be singing religious songs on government property." Which isn't true. Like, like that was why it was, it's so stupid because like well, this- and the very smart little girl says, "I'm not government property." And the and uh, Uncle Greg like looks on like hell yeah, oh my Uncle fucking Greg. Also, um, Mayor has a son, and the son is trying to. Um, That's true. We gotta we gotta talk about the D- the C plot. Yeah, the son is trying to like bang this girl. So they go skiing all the time, like before school or something. Yeah. I'm not really sure like they, they when do in it the early day in they the do morning, it. Morning apparently. It must be early in the morning because like doesn't Alaska only have like two hours of daylight well, or do whatever? It early in the morning also because at one point Danny says like, "Don't you have to get to school?" And yeah. I remember going like, "Whoa, you just just hit the slopes before school? <laughs> yeah, Is it like, five in the morning? Yeah, right yeah, right." But it's, like, so it's cool because, like, the girl he has a crush on has, like, almost the same haircut as him. Yes. Like, she, it's just, like, she has, like, um, brown extensions in. extremely pale skin tone. Yeah, yeah. But they both have, like, the side bang. They look like they're, like, twins. But they they have, like, a rivalry uh, type crush situation because, like, they, he's supposed to be skiing in, like, a Christmas ski meet. Um, but he's afraid 
to to work with her for some reason because she yeah. kind of like messes with him. I think it's called the Christmas Bowl, and then it gets changed to the Holiday Bowl Ugh. because of fucking uh, liberalism. Well, because you know people are afraid to say Merry Christmas, um, and and so that that kind of plot goes nowhere other than the fact that uh, you know sometimes we get a scene with Danny and his son kind of talking, <laughs> uh, and and the Christmas Bowl happens and his. Uh, I like, son I, I, does end up uh, skiing. I loved it when Danny was like, "So, a girl, you have a crush on? Is she cute?" And the son is like, "Yeah, yeah, she is." Yeah, kind of sheepishly. And Danny goes, "That's my boy. <laughs> That's my boy." It was so gross. Um, it was just so disgusting. Because <laughs> like his son is like fucking fifteen, you know, he's t- talking about a fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, it's like ah. Oh, oh, Fuck yeah. But, the, but he's uh, probably like sexually, rep- you know, Danny, the, the mayor, you know, is probably sexually repressed because, you know, his wife, he met her in high school. That's true. You know. Yeah. we. I think we haven't emphasized the fact that this high school rivalry, you know, it was like they would run for, uh, you know, youth class office, youth group, group leader, leader yeah. uh, which is kind of brought up in uh, Daniel Baldwin's face. Um, but um, the other thing they were competing for was the heart of uh danny's wife yeah 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 and 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 danny's wife she kind of she's like (laughs) she's very forgiving she always wants to do like the christian thing to do yeah like her and her daughter bake daniel baldwin cookies and in the beginning of the the heat of the mayoral race yeah and in the beginning of the movie she's like she's like we should have Daniel for dinner. Yeah. It's a Christian thing to do. And it's like, he wants to bang you. Uh, yeah, well, he literally showed up to your fucking town and the first thing out of his mouth was, how's, how's whatever her fucking name is doing. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's honestly, like, like, that sets up the most uh, a dynamic character scene in the movie, though, when they have Daniel Baldwin over for dinner and they just immediately cut in on it. And he's like, you know, Danny, I have to say, the policies you're doing in this town far too conservative for me but we never find out what those conservative policies are yeah and we never find out what the like more liberal policies are other than the fact that he wants to have like a a more secular understanding of the holiday season and he wants to bring like cruise ship tourism to, to the town yeah but we never know like what is the conservative values that danny the mayor has you know yeah, like, not really aside like from nev- let's say merry christmas yeah and and apparently but he just flat out refuses to have a fucking menorah outside of the um, mayor's office. Yeah. he, Which I think is extremely disturbing because like he's given like the option like, okay, so you get a judge talks to him, right? Um, Like a, you yeah, know, like a kind of like a pre-ruling like yeah, he has off like the a, record. A me- uh, an off the record meeting but with an intermediary judge and Daniel Baldwin. And the intermediary, excuse me, intermediary judge is like, Okay, so you have three options. One, you could include um, a, a aspects from other religions, or add some secular decorations to the nativity scene, or somewhere else around the mayor's office. Or B, you could sell the nativity scene to um, a private owner and have them display it, display it privately. Um, or you could put it in an area that isn't right in front of the mayor's office. Like you yeah, could put it in the or, middle of or town. Or just not put it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and like, he's like, none of those work. And it's like, why wouldn't the first one work? The first one was literally, say, like, he could just buy, like, a fucking, like, 
two dollar menorah off of Amazon. Yeah, go to CVS and 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 put it in like this tiny farthest corner in, of his window, and yeah. he'd be off the hook legally. Yeah, and that's and still have his you know beautiful so ornate you know nativity scene. He is so fucking anti-Semitic because it's yeah. not like it's not like a uh, Hanukkah doesn't happen around the Christmas season. Yeah, exactly. Hanukkah often falls around Christmas, so it's not fucking crazy to have a menorah up, and, like, you can have it in a separate area from the nativity scene. You don't even have to have them near each other. Yeah. She's not saying that you have to, like, give baby Jesus the menorah. No, exactly. Well, and it gets to kind of the heart of kind of the the the, the fallacy of this, uh, you know, you can't say Merry Christmas anymore thing. One being, of course you can say Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, people still say it. People say it all the time. And two being like... We say it every podcast. Uh, don't we like... Uh, isn't isn't what we like having our personal freedoms, you know? Isn't what we like being like, you know, I, I do what I want. You can do what you want. Uh, why would... why uh, Wouldn't wouldn't that lean into the, the, the territory you're scared of? If the government were imposing, we all do a specific type of thing rather than being a little more general and being like, you know, happy holidays that encompasses, you know, Christmas and, you know, Hanukkah. And it encompasses, you know, even those who maybe don't celebrate that, but, you know, have off work at that time of year, you know, whatever. Yeah. But this movie shows its hand too much because um, Uncle Greg or whatever has like a seed where he's like, this this nation was founded on Christian values by Christian people. That's right. I so, forgot about that. So, you know, they have their fucking opinions. It's it's very backwards, very fucked up, but also hilarious. I mean, I found this movie just so funny. That's right. I think we should say, um, I don't think it's a situation where it's like objectively, but it, uh, in terms of like watching a movie that might make you mad, this was a fun watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, I mean, it definitely depends on, like, how much of a stomach you have for stuff like this. And we have a big stomach for stuff really like that. I have a really strong stomach for movies that, like, are trying to make me mad. And I put this on on purpose because I knew it was going to be funny for me. Um, this was hilarious to me. Every aspect of it. I mean, just the fact that it's, like, this the persecution complex in it is just so funny. And, okay, so back... Yeah, there is, there's a line where the mother says... Um, as Christians, we sometimes need to worry about what the Lord wants us to do instead of our rights being infringed upon. And it's like, what it's rights like, are being infringed upon? Yeah. It's, it's like you're they're living these the people in this movie, and I assume the people that made this movie are living in this complete fantasy world, and it's really interesting to watch from outside of that bubble and just like, whoa, like. You think people say that you can't celebrate Christmas anymore? That's crazy. But yeah, you really so. can. But back t- um, before we get to like um, kind of like the end twists and all that, I want to talk about that one Uncle Greg scene. Oh well, yeah. I was I was just about to to bring up the fact that like you know, so the campaign campaign heats up. People in the town are picking sides. They are. Um, putting on bumper stickers one person puts on a festivus for the rest of us <laughs> sticker on their car and i kind of am like okay so there that's just a seinfeld fan but um anyway the the um, people are stupid though i literally saw an interaction on twitter where someone thought that festivus was like an illegit jewish holiday oh that's interesting like i think this, well, this some world people is... have adopted it into their you know no <laughs> 
No, but some people have made it kind of a semi, uh, you or know, tongue in cheek thing. Or that you know they what do. I saw actually? Someone thought that like um, not not as a as a religious. It wasn't that someone thought that Festivus was a real holiday. They like thought that Yom Kippur was like they thought that what you did on Yom Kippur was Festivus. They were like, oh, like you what you like you air your grievances and you oh. like, but they thought it was like. In like fe- like how Festivus works when you're when you scream at each other at the, <laughs> at, oh, the at the dining room table, and you have the Festivus pulled. That's what they thought it was, and people were like, "You, wh- you are thinking of Festivus, the imaginary holiday from Seinfeld, not the real life holiday Yom Kippur." So 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 <laughs> sides are drawn. Someone puts their Seinfeld sticker on their car. Um, the they start an initiative called the Christmas with a capital C initiative. Which is just like um, baking cookies in the shape of the letter C. Okay, and you know what is so annoying about that? By itself, a capital C and a lowercase c look exactly the same. Oh, yeah, the cookies is kind of silly. So the idea of like being like, oh, our initiative is Christmas with a capital C, capital C, capital C, but you're just giving out normal Cs. No one even even knows it's a capital C. The cookies is silly because they don't know it's a capital C. I understand why it's called Christmas with a capital C, though. Um, because I mean, I get why it's called that, but I'm saying it's funny because it's, it's like the, the C by itself. If like your logo, because they were also like, um, like signing things with just like the C, right? Like they put like the C up on like, like on the presents and stuff they were giving out, and they were putting like the oh, C's on like yeah. random shit. So they start giving out presents to people. They start kind of doing a kill them with kindness type initiative about the Christmas with a capital C. Uh, they put like a sign under the s- the town's new Happy Holidays banner that says like uh, "Peace on Earth and goodwill towards all men." Uh, Except the ones that uh, want to say Happy Holidays, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like this bad like, will smiling, towards them. smiling through gritted teeth kind of approach. But um, this whole time it's all leading up to like a Christmas pageant. That I do we s- even see the Christmas pageant? Um, uh, I think we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, the yeah. Dad leaves. Yeah, that's oh, a the funny dad scene. the dad leaves as a little girl but is the, doing um, her lines. We'll get to that. That's that's kind of close to the close to the end. And that's after the Uncle Greg scene. Yeah, so she's cast as a as a Christmas angel. Um, and um, and God, do we know it? Because she talks. It's like she, every scene is about her thing. being. Fucking, um, and she's always dressed as a fucking angel. But she, oh. um, she wants to practice like her lines. Uh, at the same time, uh, the the brother character, uh, the the child, Danny's child, uh, gets his um, his 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 sweetheart, his like girl that he wants to impress, comes over, uh, just as Uncle Uncle Greg is helping the the young daughter uh, practice her lines as the Christmas pageant angel. Mm-hmm. And it is it is probably one of the most abysmal comedy scenes I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> this guy thinks he is like Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, and he is he's just, jumping off the wall so like yeah. high energy. And he's like going like just like going like, and so the shepherds in the field they're going oh golly uh, I don't really know about this. Then uh, he like goes like or when the angel Gabriel comes down he says be not afraid I'm the angel Gabriel. Yeah, he's basically he's doing like, he's telling like the Christ story but like as like genie from Aladdin. Yeah. It really just did not work and then and then like the uh 
a boy, like the younger kid, the kid's crush, the girl, she's sitting there watching and she's smiling. She's like, oh, your uncle is so cool. He's so funny. He's, <laughs> can I just stay here longer and hang out with Uncle Greg some more? That's so funny. Yeah. And, and, and the, um, yeah, so that scene's pretty awful. That was a notably awful scene. It was so awesome. Yeah, and 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 the kids just loved it. Also, I f- Uncle Greg was always like putting his arm around the little girl. Yeah, we cl- we kind of noticed that. It was creeping me out because it's like, all right, like, cool. Yeah. I wouldn't let he's like, I wouldn't let uh, Uncle anyone spend that much time with my well, daughter. Yeah, he's always <laughs> like, it's never like Danny is the one who's like with her. Like when she's singing on the steps of the like government property or whatever she's with uncle greg she's with uncle greg her father is not there and it's like why are you letting uncle greg spend all this time with your fucking kid but the uh yeah and like because he's, we- he's schizo he's schizo and he's crazy but yeah so <laughs> and he has like and he has like three teeth he's scary no exactly <laughs> he's a scary scary man he has three teeth and, and his hair flat ironed i'm yeah. scared the um so so the 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 girl after she at, at one point she drops off the cookies Mm-hmm. At, at Daniel Baldwin's house, and she um at one point mentions they're like why why does he hate Christmas so much or whatever? She's like, well, you know, I'd be sad too if all I had was like a suitcase and a tiny couch. And they're like, what? He's so rich. What are you talking about? And she's like, when I dropped off the cookies, I looked in the window, and all he had was a suitcase and a tiny couch. Yeah, and that leads them to like try to find his old law firm. Yeah, so the vindictive, crazy people that they are, they yeah, and they're they like doing get it in a to get dirt on him. Yeah, they, they're not doing it to be like, let's find out what is going on. They're doing it to be like, we'll ruin him. Yeah, they truly are not acting like good Christians. So they get in, they get in their helicopter, and <laughs> yeah, they're like biplane or whatever. Yeah, they get in their helicopter and they fly to wherever his law firm was in like Seattle or whatever, um, in San Francisco. Do you think it was in San Francisco? I don't know if the law firm was in San Francisco. Because it looked like it was like it. mountain range. That's why I said Seattle. But I know he lived in San Francisco at some point. No, he lived in there in college. And, there, right. and the reason why we know this is because there's a line where he's like, uh, Daniel Baum was like, I travel the world. And if you left a small town, you'd realize that the world is a lot different. And the average person is a lot different than you. It's a beautiful, diverse world. And then... Um, Uncle Greg is like, huh, yeah, like the normal person is from San Francisco. Yeah, which is certainly not to say that like you're not. Uh, uh, I think I think that it was a gay joke. I that would that's interesting. I also I I mostly just read it as like, like trying to say that like no like average person like average you know working person wouldn't would be, be in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, I I. See, it depends. I think it depends on like, I don't know how old um, the actor that plays cousin Greg is. Because if he's older, I think it's a gay cousin Greg. That's from Succession. Sorry, uh, Uncle Greg is because um, if he's older, I think it's a gay joke. Um, but if he's younger, it's like a Silicon Valley like type like. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> just think it 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 sets up this kind of it, it, uh, another like weird thing that never quite make made made sense to me is the the perception of like i don't know that that uh, really matters where you live yeah. in any sort of way it also like um 
because like everything that Daniel Baldwin's character says is supposed to be seen as ridiculous and stupid and wrong. Um, the fact that Daniel Baldwin is saying kind of reasonable things, but he's saying it like in a rude way. Yeah, um, he's, he's, but he's definitely saying, not like it, it's not like you're gonna watch this movie and disagree with the 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 Reed brothers, uh, and go like, and Daniel Baldwin is actually like completely like a perfect good guy like no he's like a jerk no he's, he's totally like, being a jerk and he's and he, I mean, totally he, taking advantage of yeah this town. and he brings this whole when he starts talking about politics with them he brings it up like out of nowhere and in yeah. a very rude um patronizing way but what he is said he's saying like you know diversity is good yeah the things and, he's saying and, in bad faith are at their yeah. core things but, that you know are I, I would think are correct yeah but what i'm saying is like it's like he's saying like you know like oh, you know, the world is diverse, the diversity is good, and, you know, there's a lot of diversity outside of his town, and this movie is like, um, whatever. So what? So what? And our town, thankfully, is not. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, what the movie's saying, um, which is cool. But anyhow, they get in their helicopter, and they fly to, uh, Danny Baldwin's old work, and they meet um, his thirty-two-year-old younger than him boss, boss, <laughs> or former like uh law partner, whatever you know. And he says like, he, uh, they give a very, very vague reason, but uh the the crux of it is like, Danny made a bad deal, and he's on the outs, and he's basically back in this town looking for his next. Like it, l- looking for his next ship to come in for his next racket, f- he's he is a desperate man, mm-hmm. kind of grasping at straws, trying to run for mayor to figure out what he's gonna do next. Yeah, but they said yeah they said that he made like a bad investment. Yeah, so he lost all of his money. It's very vague, but um they come back, kind of like giddy at this information that they found. Oh, but you forgot one important thing. What's um, that thing? The ex-partner um, was like, oh, but when you see Danny... Oh, that's or right. Or when you see um, Daniel Baldwin again, it's hard, it's confusing saying Danny and then Daniel Bar- Baldwin. Well, um, we could always use his character name, which is Mitch. Mitch Bright. <laughs> when you see Mitch again, um, give him this, and it's like a big wad of cash. Yeah, Because yeah. Um, apparently um, Mitch lent him that money... Um, when he was first starting out and now he's made all that money and you know much more so he's giving it back to him paying it forward yeah um and they're like we can't give that to him at first which is really funny because yeah, they're, they're such like, assholes they're really like happy that this guy's like you know all of his shit fell apart and like i get it like he's a real jerk and like it he is kind of coming here just to stir shit around uh but but th- i feel like um they're kind of missing the forest for the trees and that it's like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, this is kind of a bummer situation. Um, but eventually Danny's, you know, cold heart gets frozen over. And uh, in the middle of his daughter's Christmas performance, he gets up to go to Mitch's house and like. Give him the, the he, well, he gives him the money. And Mitch explains like what happens, but he what does he go there to do exactly? Do, do they just chat? Um, I'm trying to remember, and we only watched this last night. Oh well, he like um he left the performance because like 
um i think something in the performance like that she said like related to his life so like he like psychically was like oh i actually i know what i have to do and he got up and like he winked at his daughter and she winked back at him she's like it's fine that you're missing this it's fine that you're missing this it's not like i've been fucking talking about this fucking performance for the entire movie yeah um and yeah i guess he is yeah i don't know i don't know why he goes there I guess it doesn't matter because, like, who cares about anything in this movie, right? Yeah. Except the funny things. Yeah. I don't quite recall, but I do remember the ending is um, it starts off with if you were Daniel Baldwin, you would be legitimately touched. Uh, You know, uh, Danny comes to you and you go, he goes, you know, no one should be alone on Christmas. And him and his family come and they've, you know, uh, maybe made some cookies, maybe have a few decorations. And he's kind of like, wow, you know, this is really nice. You know, maybe Christmas is really special. And then the entire, entire town comes and it's like, here is a bunch of Christmas decorations. Specifically, the entire church comes. Yeah, yeah. I think is an important part. And And they say, like, we brought the Christmas pageant here. Shut up. Yeah. And of course in the movie Daniel Baldwin goes like, "Wow, you have really made me realize, you know, how special Christmas really is." Well, like, okay, so like full disclosure, like I'm not religious, right? Boom. At all. Um if I moved to a town and even if I wasn't Danny, like even if I if I, if I just moved to a town, right? If you weren't Daniel Baldwin. If, if you weren't Mitch. If I wasn't Mitch, shit. Um, if I wasn't Mitch, if I just me myself just moved to a town, and I just moved there, and I was like kind of a loner, and no one really knew me. And if the entire church like knocked on my door, I would fucking be so fucking pissed. I call the cops on them. I call the cops. If they knocked on your door I'd, just to say hi. It, it, there's like there would be like fifty of them, right? I guess there's like fifty people outside. I call the cops. I call the cops. Wow. I call I think I would call you would the cops. persecute them? Yeah, I would I would persecute them. <laughs> I would persecute them. I'd throw them in jail. On Christmas Eve. I have to say I think you're in the wrong. <laughs> I'd throw them in jail on Christmas Eve because that just to me it just seems like a nightmare. But the um so many people. The um, I don't want, I never want to be around that many people. Fair enough, fair enough. It's a, it's like a big group of people. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> I feel like that was just like a lie, honestly. I love being around people. If that was a big fat lie. I'm just saying that for clicks and views. Yeah, I was just saying that because I wanted to. So Christmas with a capital <laughs> C is is definitely it's a cross section for us because we do like very like preachy religious movies just to mm-hmm. watch them for fun, and we of course love you know kind of like quickly churned out make it because Christmas is when people watch movies on streaming services and on Redbox Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, and this was really a best of both worlds situation. Uh, we base, I think we covered the basic plot and themes of the film and a lot of the standout scenes. Yeah. Um, we should mention a little bit more about, wait, no, we talked about cousin Greg. Fuck. Uncle Greg. Greg, we haven't even seen the show Succession. I just know from the Twitter. I can name every single character in Succession. Do you want to hear it? Go ahead, Kendall Roy. Well, that was my. Uh, I was gonna name all of them. Well, I was starting you off, Sheev. You're all right. He's taking all the good characters. I don't want to do it anymore. Well, who else is left? You've got Logan, <laughs> Roy. And you've got um. Yeah, I can't do it now because I I have to do it like when I'm on a Kieran roll. Culkin. Because when I'm on a roll, I can just list them off like boom, 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 boom. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, because you already gave them all away, so it's not even impressive. I go Kendall Roy, Sheev, 
you know, like everything. Like, okay, who cares? But so, um, the uh, Christmas with a capital C. Yeah, we talked about Uncle Greg. He how and how um um really um unhinged he really seems. He re- yeah. I, I recommend watching this movie simply for him, um, and to know that he's like that in real life and like that in his stand up really makes sense. Yeah, we we were going to watch his. He's in another Christmas movie, and we were going to watch it. It was called Homeless for the Holidays, um, but it was like almost two hours. It was very long, and, and, and we needed to watch because we bank it, we're banking the app. Yeah, we had to watch a movie and then record the podcast. Yeah, hopefully one day we get to watch Homeless for the Holidays because I want to see another performance if from not him this year than next year. Yeah, 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 and I mean his stand up uh, that was sampled earlier mm-hmm. is just really just like really piss poor bad i don't know what it's well, it's, it's kind of like similar to the erratic nature of kind of like robin williams and it kind of reminds me of other christian comics but he, I've it seen also in the past. But there's no like punch it, like his the, that whole bit right but he does like have first you say happy holidays blah, 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 blah. it doesn't even make any sense no i, I it's not it's not doesn't really make any the, sense the he, joke doesn't point, work at one point he says put your helmet on and i'm like I think he has like a bit where that gets explained. It was nine minutes though, so I didn't watch it. Mm. But I like to imagine that it's like kind of like the conceptual, like uh, the Heathcliff helmets. You know, the Heathcliff uh, the cat comics. Uh, kind of like how they wear the ham helmets. Oh, Put your helmet on. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, and I don't uh, think it's like that at all. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Um, um, yeah, Christmas with a capital C. I. I think if you have the stomach for the the kind of the crazy Christian movie and crazy Christmas movie, I'd I'd recommend it. It's kind of a must see yeah. for the holidays. Um, I say, I yeah, I think like it's really deeply enjoyable. Um, it especially if you just want to get mad at something or just be like, "What are you saying?" Yeah, because um, yeah. that's the other thing is um, it's a good movie to like yell at the TV at when you, you watch know, it. More so, more so than even like what they're saying is kind of like oh my god it's like also not very well you know executed so it, it has kind of the what what are you even talking about yeah so it's just like it's nonsensical yeah. like when they start quoting the constitution at each other it oh just god, literally becomes nonsensical the constitution at each other i felt like i was watching the west Wing. <laughs> it's so awesome it was awesome it was like so awesome and 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 and, and when daniel baldwin <laughs> looks at danny and like goes like very good oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 it's 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 so awesome because like we're supposed to be like you know we're watching this like from well, and this conservative perspective we're watching us and we're supposed to be like wow he really just has like the perfect argument well and i also <laughs> here's the other thing in that scene like you know and like danny is like saying to daniel baldwin like i bet you didn't think that i'd have the constitution memorized because i'm just some hick mayor <laughs> and i think to myself as like the person who disagrees politically with what danny's saying um i think to myself no i didn't think that because i don't make that kind of assumption about you based on where you're from or how you look or your religious yeah. or political beliefs even you know like it's kind of yeah. like <laughs> also personally i think anyone who like looks like that is the bear of a small town actually i do think you have the constitution probably something that's very near and dear to you my friend <laughs> and yeah but i just i just love a movie where like the movie like expects the audience to be like wow that was the perfect argument that was the perfect takedown he just had the perfect points to win that debate but like because i'm watching it 
it, me and Will are watching it. We're like, this was that was like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> or just like a nonsensical argument, like or what, just like quoting the Constitution, or like or like when like they're like arguing about like it being like when he's saying about like having the nativity scene is freedom of religion. Like oh, like like yeah, like when like yeah. Daniel Palmer's like was like separate. He's basically just saying like oh you know separation of church and state like you know like um gov- the government can't spend money on religious things or whatever, and. <laughs> Danny's like he's like ah but freedom of religion yeah it's kind of like (laughs) your your opportunity to do that is to you know maybe it's like yeah you can be Christian yeah have that it's kind of like the the lawyer says like well you could have that at your church you could have that at your house and you know you could potentially you know plan events around the church and around your house you could use your own personal money to donate that to the church you don't yeah. have to use the government money to have the nativity scene. And if, like, I think they try to argue in the movie that's like, oh, like, they've had this nativity scene forever. It was it was donated to them for free. Like, of course you should put it up. And it's like, yeah, put it up. But, yeah, if someone's, like, suing you for it, yeah, maybe put up a fucking menorah or and say, you know, happy holidays to all. Merry Christmas yeah. and happy holidays to all. I think that would work. I think you can't get in trouble yeah, for I saying like that. that's not that big of a compromise i don't know but i guess to that, me that's that, chill i but, guess but that's actually that's um anti-christian persecution um but christians you know as they say in this movie have always been persecuted people have always been intimidated of jesus as they say in the movie and it's interesting it's it's uh, i guess i think we've done a fair amount on christmas with a capital c yeah i think it's time to move on to our snowballs our much more, our much more fun movie but first snowballs let's get some snowballs so um not to say this wasn't a fun watch because it was yeah and and, you know i don't want to sound like you know this isn't a politics podcast this is a chris this is literally a christmas podcast can we please take the politics and religion out of christmas but this isn't a politics (laughs) podcast but you know this is a movie that i think you know even if you were someone on the political scale that uh was more uh, you know i don't know in the closer to the center, I guess. I think you'd still think this movie was a, a whole lot of hooey and crazy. I think you should give your snowball rating first. My snowball rating? Yeah. Well, it's tough because I did enjoy watching it, but I think yeah, this is um a one and a half snowball movie. You're gonna be mad. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I was going just with like the the content assessment it's a one and a half snowball movie i think that i would comfortably say this is um totally better than alone for christmas regardless of content alone for christmas was just complete vacuous emptiness Mm -hmm. uh but and that but this though hateful Mm -hmm. (laughs) is is a half snow is a half snowball better than alone for christmas i'm putting that two point 45 snowballs wow with the point 45 yeah interesting yeah um i thought it was really good i really liked it i don't think it was as good as um the bombazon movie the santa box no bombazon the app that stole christmas. the app that stole christmas i don't think it was as good as app that stole christmas because that's that movie was literally like probably one of my favorite movies i've ever seen that's not true that's <laughs> hyperbolic <laughs> you're being hyperbolic <laughs> But um, this movie was really good. Um, and I put it on like I chose it. Like 
I put I read a description and the description said exactly what the movie was about and I was like, I want to watch this and I got exactly what I wanted. All right, well that is Christmas with a capital C. We can't tell you where we watched this one uh because I bet you can find it. It's though. not streaming on Pure Flix, but if this sounds like something you want to put on, you could you could google it. So now we're moving on to our second film in our small town Christmas double feature. On Christmas Day, Small Town Santa from 2014, directed by, and remember this name, Joel Paul Riesig. Uh, this <laughs> is a movie that we watched because it was 85 minutes and the 2B ad had a uh, police sheriff pulling his gun on Santa Claus. Ava, what is Small Town Santa about? So Small Town Santa is about the sheriff of a small town who is a divorced dad. That's right. This is some divorced dad propaganda. Yeah, this is propaganda to make you think that divorced dads are good. <laughs> and that they care about their kids. Um, yeah, so he's a divorced dad sheriff. So that's that's a double double whammy. Double whammy. Double whammy. Um, he's a total Christmas Grinch. That's true. He's kind of Grinching. Um, he has his daughter, this daughter who calls him and she's like, dad, can I, can, are you coming for Christmas? And he's like, no, your, your mom hates me. She, she really, <laughs> really hates me. Um, she's an ice queen. Yeah. And, uh, and, and by the way, we find out about like, you know, maybe she has a reason to hate that's dad. That's true. We get some flashbacks, which, which kind of, <laughs> kind of add a little color to the situation. Because, because apparently every Christmas, <laughs> The daughter pushes the Christmas tree on top of mom. Onto the mom. And then and dad just films it. The dad just sits there with his camera and she's like, get it off of me. Get it off, please. And we're supposed to think that she's the bitch. Yeah. and it's, She's it happens, the bitch. She's the bitch for screaming, get it off of me. Regardless of how old the daughter is, she topples the Christmas tree over onto her mother. Seemingly year. to kill her or and something. It, 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 the dad sees it as like a really cute, charming Christmas tradition. And the, the daughter at one point says like, I won't even push the tree over this year if you come. Um, and, but, and, and, and dad's like, it wouldn't be Christmas if you didn't push over a tree and crush your mother. But the um, we we um, we see we 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 see him talking to his daughter. And when he says, like, I can't make Christmas and his coworkers who we'll talk about in a second kind of push him on it. And they're like. You should see her for Christmas. He honestly does not seem that bothered. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'll uh, the, see her some overtime. I don't have custody of this Christmas. Womp womp. The father, played by uh, TV star and, oh, I guess this got this guy to be in it, star uh, Dean Kane. Yeah, old Dean Kane, old reliable with bad movies. Um, But so I guess... uh. We can talk about the Santa stuff that happens kind of before we uh, get into it. But I get. Who are his... Uh, the Santa stuff that happens is his daughter gets visited by an elf in a dream. Yeah. And she says he... She wants... Uh, what is she, she... She says she wants her... She whispers it in Santa's ear. We actually don't hear what she that's says. That's true. She, she doesn't say what she wants exactly. She whispers it into Santa's ear and Santa She's says, sitting on his lap. She says... He says, oh, that's a tall order, but I can get make that done. Boom. Cut back to... The police precinct in this small yeah. Michigan town, uh, peppered by three just complete colorful character cops. Uh, one thing about the, the daughter dream, you know, I was watching it, it was making me laugh because 
I was, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, going through puberty is weird. You get a lot of weird dreams. Huh. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> but uh, check, please. But yeah, so he has coworkers. Yes, one of which is um oh, the old deputy. The old deputy Tom, who is uh played by uh director of the film Joel Paul Rizik. Yeah, who you know who looks like he's like twenty one, but he isn't. But he isn't. He's, I, he's I, significant. I found him on Facebook. He was born in eighty five. That's right, and we found him on Facebook. Oh, you know, I found him on Facebook. Well, we'll so talk sometimes about you that. watch a movie and like you're just inspired to find a director on Facebook. You and know, he's, he's very interesting. We're definitely gonna have to uh, kind of go go a little deep on him once we kind of cover the basics of this flick. Yeah. So, um, and he plays this like. I don't know. Is he funny? He's like kind of snarky, kooky, horny. Yeah, sort of horny, but he's also just kind horny of a for failure. his wife. He's kind or of. He's a also kind of horny for um the daughter, the the cop's daughter. A, so they they pick up these two kids for egging this old man's house, and upon meeting the old man in the movie, you also want to egg his house. So yeah, like, he's the take worst that with a grain of salt. Terrible personality. But um. He picks up these two kids from egging the house and they kind of like scare him straight. They're like, we're going to throw you in jail. Just kidding. Shovel his sidewalk whenever there's snow and you don't have to go to jail. And he like, they're talking about his daughter and he's like, your daughter's getting so old. It's crazy. The sheriff's like, yeah. And then he says, and apparently very pretty too. I was hearing those boys we picked up talk about her in the (laughs) backseat. And it's like, what a horrible thing for your coworker to say about your, you know, thirteen-year-old daughter. Coworker was hoping that you know some some engagements could be arranged but no, in the he, very near future. Because he, he very much loves his wife. Every time we see him with his wife, he in makes this out movie, with her. He makes out with her, <laughs> and it's awesome because he's a director four, for four Mississippi-style seconds minimum. He, Every time, yeah, it's it's like the cartoonish director thing to do, right? Yeah. Like it's like cartoonish to be like, oh, I'm directing this movie. What if I made out of this hot girl in every scene? Yeah. Like that is like the cartoon version of like real life, like yeah. directors being creeps. Um, so it was awesome. Every, I mean, when he first made out of her, we went, oh, oh. no, yeah. and when he did it again, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, he's like horny, kind of weird, kind of kooky, kind of funny. Yeah. Um, he honestly isn't that bad in the movie. No, he's not. Yeah. Most I, of the acting is pretty solid yeah, and in I, the film. But I think like for a director in, in a movie doing a comedic part, he was not the worst thing ever. No, totally. And, and the other co-worker is, um, do you remember her name? I think like Sherry. Shirley. It's Shirley. Shirley I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. And she's like doing like sassy black woman stereotype, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. But she's fine, she, you know what she's doing. Yeah, she has some some good. She, uh, has, she has some good moments. Yeah. Um, they give her a very funny joke uh, when she runs in, and she uh, there was uh, the baby Jesus was stolen from the nativity, and she says at the top of her lungs, "I found Jesus," and everyone in the church claps. And she goes, no, n- uh, not like that. Not spiritually. I found yeah. the baby Jesus. Which, okay, so this brings up one of the things that makes this movie, like, good um, and not bad is that it's very, play- uh, it's very, very playful about religion. Unlike Christmas with a capital C, it's not taking itself so seriously. This movie was made by someone who we've been... 
we, I was snooping through his Facebook. We've been able to find is probably pretty religious and probably pretty conservative. Yeah, he definitely has a pretty conservative lean on his Facebook. But um, he's having fun with the f- it's, certain It things, seems like he's willing know? to laugh the, the, at, the like, The pastor yeah. in this movie is kind of self-important. He tries to pass off the, a, a monkey-stuffed animal as uh, Jesus after the baby Jesus yeah, gets stolen from the Yeah, which is very playful. Like, I, I feel like other movies, like, the movie that we had watched before would never have a joke like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they would just never do that. Um, so this was a lot more playful in its tone with certain things like that, which I think really works for a movie like this. Um, it makes it way more enjoyable and kind of fun. Um, I also think it's because, like, okay, so, like, director, like, he's in, like, some... I, he he acts in movies too. He I'm not sure if he directed this movie, but I saw on his I'm uh, on his letterbox he was in some movie called like Frat House whatever. Oh really? So I think like he like is okay with like touching boobs and stuff. So he's not like Whoa. he's not like a pious like you know. Oh he he was not he did not direct it, but it, yeah, it looks like he, he like was acts in, in it right. Um, it's what is it called like it's like about it's like called Fraternity House. I looked at, it's it's like about like. Oh, we're about to graduate. We need to uh, become fifth-year students so we can have one last party year to, to have sex with girls and do frat boy stuff. So he's in one of those movies, which is awesome. Um, but I think that like that shows that at least in his personality, he's not like so like uh, tight-assed. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like that's probably a super misogynist, horrifying film. <laughs> but the um, the 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 stealing of the baby Jesus introduces another important character to the police precinct setting, which is, um, I'm trying to remember his name. I'm blanking on these names tonight. I got to say, um, the, the, uh, um, Harold, Harry Humpert, who, who has the, who's, who comes in the homeless man. Yeah. The homeless man. What is his name? I can't remember his name. But he's like supposed to be like this kind of like stereotype of kind of like the 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 uh, the cheery old drunk bum. Okay, but what's awesome is he's like styled like an old timey homeless person. Yeah, like, like he has like styling a, him like the stereotype. Like, like he, he has, has like, like a, a tattered, hat, a tattered full suit, a little straw fedora, and he steal he steals the baby Jesus from the church. So that he can be put scene, in jail. So that he can. Uh, have solace from the the cold and stay in jail all night and and our sheriff character in a in a you know he's like a he's like a nice sheriff. guy he's like a police sheriff who's you know being kind of rude to a, a homeless man but in a semi you know act of kindness goes like oh guess we'll have to book you for the night yeah, and yeah. Let him sleep there that yeah, night. And the, I, the jail cell was that, empty, and he was like, "You can stay here tonight." The sense that you get is that, like, they have his report. He does this all the time. Yeah. Um. And sh- but Sherry or Cheryl, Sherry, what? Cheryl. Shirley. Shirley. Shirley is like she hates him. She's like she's like that old fool has no business in like it's the whole thing. She um, wants, she at times she's... threatens to slap the shit out of him. Yeah, which is awesome. awesome. Um, she's crazy. She, she hates him for no she reason. She is so angry. Um, and and the other thing that's interesting about that scene is the the Tom character who's played by the director. His son asked him for literally one thing for Christmas, and he one pawned it off for Shirley to find, and two waited to ask her to find it for him until Christmas Eve. 
Yeah. And yeah, he can't. It's like this action figure and, and she can't find it. And so he's like, I guess I didn't get my son anything for Christmas this year, which is insane. Yeah. Also, um, he has like a mother-in-law character. That's right. And when, when it first started, I thought it was a family guy style cutaway gag. Yeah. She's so she's like a drunken whore. Yes. Um, She has like a cheetah print tank top on and she's got a glass of cranberry juice wine cheap leggings um i thought it was a bottle of campari at first that she was drinking out of well the color would make you think but i'm almost certain it's and and she's reading like a magazine she's reading like a magazine that's like porn for women women it's like but that's usually porn for gay men um like porno magazines that are of dudes um they're not usually marketed towards women so it was funny but that's what she was reading um what would you have her read a romance novel oh that yeah i guess that's that's probably i mean like that's that's like the pornography that like when women consume pornography usually it's not reading it they're reading it or if they're order watching a video but it's usually not flipping to the cover and going like (laughs) could be but usually it's not like a magazine of like hunky hunky, sweaty dudes it's not like because that, that's so purely visual. It's not such an equal and opposite reaction to kind of the stereotypical playboy. Yeah, exactly. For the 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 heterosexual cis male id. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyhow, it was just funny that she was reading like this sweaty hunks um, gay porn magazine. Um, but so so he's 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 we have our sheriff. He's alone on Christmas, like that, like. Like our dog friends from the first episode of this season. Um, he also has a dog in this movie. He does have a dog. He has the police dog, Canine, uh, who hangs out with him his, in his, his police car. The, and the dog's real life house. name is DUI. Yeah, the dog's real life name is DUI. What do you think of that? It's a real canine. Um, I, I, like, got a yawn. I like dogs that are named like peanut butter, you know? I wouldn't want to name my dog after a crime. Imagine naming your dog murder. Yeah, or like, um, uh, uh yeah, <laughs> child endangerment, breaking and entering. Yeah. Speaking of breaking and entering, who breaks and enters into our sheriff's house? But old Sandy Claus. <laughs> Imagine naming your dog soliciting a minor. Um. What? So wait. What <laughs> happens? What happens after the police scene? Um, he goes home. And Santa's there. Santa's there. (laughs) Eating his bread. Well, Will, obviously, logically, the first thing he does is go home and Santa's there. He goes home, Santa's eating off a loaf of bread, uh, and he's like, ooh, ooh. Also, he has this neighbor who might be an elf, who's like always knocking on his door and being like... And like has a little girl in his arms every time, and we can't tell, like, is that his It's like, who is this little girl? It's like confusing, and I can't tell if it's a neighbor or an elf because I don't know if like he knows him or not. Yeah. Um. But he's always knocking on the door. He's like, "Put a, you should put on Christmas lights." It's, and he's like, "Shut yeah. up." What's with these movies? And the Santa Box had this as well. What's with these movies insisting people put up Christmas lights? Because if I'm walking around in a neighborhood, you know, no matter where, whether it's small town USA or the big mm-hmm. city, New York City, uh, or you know philadelphia where we've lived um and i see a house without christmas lights i never go like they need it you know yeah also like 
I feel like Christmas lights isn't necessarily an indication if someone is Christian and celebrating no, exactly. Christmas. Like, if, if I you feel don't like have Christmas lights, I kind of assume like either you don't like how they look, maybe you can't afford a lot of Christmas decorations. Maybe you're right now. maybe you're old and you can't put them up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe you just didn't get around to it. No, exactly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons. Maybe they broke last year while in your garage, and you're like, uh, I'm not going to deal with it this yeah. year, you know? I feel like it's just, you know, maybe you have decorations inside your house. Exactly. And you just didn't want to put up lights. I don't know. Just, just stupid. But anyhow, yeah, he has like an elf neighbor, but uh, but Santa's in his house, right? And yeah, he's and like, Santa's he's like, Santa, you're breaking an entry. Get gone. on the Get on the floor now. Um, but he doesn't know it's Santa. So he's like, old man, you know, get on the floor now. Um, and he calls his cop friend, and then they have a useless conversation, yeah, and then the, the cop, cop friend, friend leaves. leaves. <laughs> it was like totally, it was totally useless. Like, cut that scene. It's like, why did he show up? I guess that it, scene... it was because there was a, he wanted the joke in there of him wearing footy yeah, pajamas. Well, and the other thing is, it's it's kind of like George Lucas. George Lucas famously said about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It's just all related to the next thing. You can't cut any of it. I think the reason that he <laughs> kept it in there was because when he put Santa in jail in the next scene, which in the next scene he drives Santa to the precinct and puts him in the jail cell with the homeless guy, uh, he says, how did you know Tom's name? How did you know Tom's son's name? Yeah. Because when Tom's over, his uh, Santa says something about the action figure that his son wants. And yeah. Tom's like, how yeah. did you know my son's name? Matter of fact, how did you know my name? Yeah. It's all interconnected. You can't cut any of it out. <sighs> but so Santa's in jail now. And, and Santa's just like just dropping hints that he's Santa, like blah, yeah, blah, blah. It's, like, it's pretty, honestly, all of the Santa conversations are pretty boring yeah, in this and I movie. San- the Santa they had was pretty weak. I Yeah, he was, and I, it's interesting. I read a letterbox review saying that Santa was really good in this. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read a review that was like, look, this movie wasn't good, but Santa killed it. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, like, honestly, I think Joel Paul Rezig killed it. Yeah, he's somewhat, he is, he is a damn talent. I I gotta tell you this guy more movies. Can I I tell you something, guys? And I do not mean this too ironically. Mm -hmm. I do not mean this in sometimes how you can watch a bad movie and be like, oh, this is like, you know, f- legitimate fun, but on a certain uh, on a certain level, I think I could probably watch a full forty five minutes of just the three police officers in the precinct <sighs> just riffing. See, that's scaring me a little bit. I don't know if I could go that far, but I I I, I thought um, Joel Paul Rizek was great. Um, I stand him. Even though <laughs> he seems like a crazy person, um, but he's a extremely successful man. Um, so, so you know, maybe I should just be more like him and stop being such an idiot and start, you know, making films for distribution like he does. No, exactly. Anyhow, mm, anyhow, Santa escapes the jail cell. Yeah, but but before that, before Santa escapes his jail cell, this hot chick comes into the sheriff's office, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. So so a hot chick walks into the sheriff's office, and she has her fucking daughter there, right? And her daughter... Technical foul. Her daughter is just, like, complaining, like, well, I don't want to be in this police precinct. And she... By the way, she's in the precinct for no reason. Yeah. 
<laughs> or do you know or why was they there are there? Reason? Was there a reason? They were dropping off toys for a toy drive. Oh, for Sherry Cheryl's toy drive. Yeah, Sherry Cheryl's toy toy drive. Toy drive. Uh, um, which is she, like her, you know, thing that she wants. Yeah. So you know, um, our main cop, cop sheriff, he's was just having a conversation with Santa about like his bitch ex wife, and Santa was like maybe she divorced you because you're not a good man <laughs> which was awesome um and then this hot chick walks in and when he's like totally like oh my god this girl's so hot so yeah, he's like he's fumbling like, they start having like weird like indie rom-com like mumble conversation like tripping over words convert uh, romantic yeah, conversation he, he's really into her like, um, the movie's tone changes whenever they talk to each other and it feels like didn't you meet her like five minutes ago okay but in this is the first five minutes so in this first five minutes that they're meeting each other you have her talking she's talking about her uh, daughter her bitch daughter who is having a hard time adjusting moving yeah, here because they're new in town because they're new in town um and they're talking and then santa's like you should go <laughs> santa from the jail cell in the back of in the background of the shot yells over to her he goes you should go to tom's party tonight yeah, the christmas party and she's like oh tom's party what's that to um the sheriff. the sheriff and then the sheriff instead of which is like a crazy dynamic because like it's like it's like okay you're talking to his cop and then a prisoner tells you to go to a party and then you're like oh i would love to uh <laughs> sheriff what what is that are you going to it it's like wait what why are you going to this party like like and you know sheriff's like oh yeah t- uh, tom's my deputy yeah he's having a party yeah you should inv- ho 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 you should invite her uh uh yeah, yeah uh, would you want to come actually oh uh, yes i would love to uh, where is it uh maybe we could just meet here and then you can uh drive me there uh yeah yeah totally yeah i'll, I'll do that and then santa says to the 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 homeless man in the, in the cell he goes what the sheriff wanted for christmas was love <laughs> but i think i think it's so awesome to like let like a prisoner a jailbird dictate your christmas eve plans in such a way yeah, or just like any random person that you don't know. <laughs> but I think I think speci- behind bars. I, yeah, I think specifically an old man behind bars. But so they make <laughs> these plans to go to church, and then um, the the sheriff gets a call after kind of like having like kind of a heart to heart with Santa. That doesn't matter. He gets a call from his ex wife who hates him, uh, and she says, "Our daughter is missing." And he's, like, freaking the fuck out. He's like, where do we go? Where do we go? And Santa says, you should go to church. He's only kind of freaking out, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I really I feel am like curious how much he cares about his daughter based on his performance. Because he, he was kind of like, oh, Dean he, was, he was kind of like, oh, man, where should I go? <laughs> he's asking his dog for advice. And eventually he takes the advice, again, of the man he is convinced is a mentally ill person thinking they're Santa. Yeah, that broke does, into his house. He does go to church. And, um, you know, meanwhile, uh, the, the, you know, beautiful woman that he's trying to, you know, court comes to church with his daughter because they made plans to meet there before going yeah. to Tom's party. And his, her daughter sneaks away to the Immediately. Basement. She immediately sneaks away. And, and like, apparently that's her Christmas. Uh, in another, in another <laughs> series of two insane and completely confusing <laughs> flashbacks that show irregular human behavior. <laughs> <laughs> we find that that's her Christmas tradition is hiding <laughs> and then surprising like, her mother and yelling Merry Christmas. So like 
one year, her mom's like, you know, Lacey, like looking around the house, like, where are you? And then like she <laughs> opens a closet and her daughter pops out and goes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then next year she's like cooking in the kitchen and, you know, Lacey, can you come here? You know, no one comes. She's like, Lacey. Lacey. Like she's like scared. And, like out of a Christmas, you know, giant Christmas gift box jumps her daughter and she goes, Merry Christmas. And she's like, so then we cut back to the church and she's like, she does this every year. Yeah, I love. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh is she going to do it at church this year? Yeah, you're sort of let her do it at church. And you know what? She kind of does do it at church that year uh, because she runs into uh, the sheriff's daughter. In yeah, the who is inexplicably hiding in yeah, the she's basement. Just hiding out in the church. For basement. no reason. And like, it, I thought that maybe we would get like, I did this because Santa told me to. Or I thought maybe. You we know would what I get, mean? Like, uh, kind of, you know how sometimes you get like a like a BS character reason that's kind of like. I used to come here to do youth group with my dad when I was a kid. Yeah, but we never like get a reason. Like that, but, but there's no reason. She's the two girls there. And the two girls just like immediately hit immediately it off. Bond. They start playing ping, ping pong. pong. They start driving around in one of those little little tykes cars. Yeah, they're, they're playing um, eight ball pool. Um, eight ball. Yeah, you know, the the, the like iMessage game. game. Pigeon game. The, the game pigeon iMessage game. What's they're happening p- to Gen Z? What's going on in your head? They're playing pool. You got noodles look, in there. Look, they're playing pool, and they're also dressing up like a cow. I think 8-Ball hey, is Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and they're also dressing up like a cow. That is true. The catch is they dress up like a cow, and they interrupt the Christmas nativity scene. Yeah, which is, you know, everybody's just laughing. Which is again, it's like it's like it's, I I think the movie is very chill about the religious the the religion aspect of it. They're, yeah. they're like they're like yeah, no, it's good. They go to church, but it's not like this like super stuffy, super serious. No, like, exactly. And yeah, you're, you know, you're you're making a Christmas movie. It's a Christian holiday. Ava and I are not necessarily completely opposed to a movie that's about the reason for the season. Yeah, but this movie had some fun with it, whereas Christmas with a capital C mm-hmm. was really rubbing your nose in it. Yeah, also like. Yeah, because, like, I love, like, a fucking, like, sand- sandal epic, That's old one biblical of, epic movie. One of your favorite films is, uh, not a Christmas film, it's an Easter film, but it's uh, The Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments is one of my favorite films. And um, it's, a, it's an incredible film. Um, yeah, I love, I love movies like that. Um, so no hate, no hate for any reasons for any seasons. Um, it's mainly when... Be it the birth or a resurrection of Christ. <laughs> any, se- any reason for any season is good for me. The main issue is when it's like, it's it's not about that. It's actually yeah, about it's actually not about s- that stupid fucking it's politics. Actu- it's actually about me and the people that make me mad. It's about the stupidest politics you've ever heard. Um, but anyway, um, the, the, they get in trouble with the pastor for the cow thing, even though both of the parents... Secretly think it's a little funny. Secretly think it's kind of funny. Which is nice. It's a nice um, thing about the movie. But then, um... Oh, we need... We know what? We have to talk about Mr. Harold. Is that what his name is? Mr. Henry? Oh, yeah. Mr. Harold. Mr. Harold. Because I I hate him so much. He's just like this doddering old man who... Um, just sits down and eats up all your time. Yeah. Have you ever like got stuck in a conversation with an old person that made you hate old people? When did when does he get introduced to the story? Really early like on. Oh yeah, he's like at church 
Yeah, I think he's like in a very early scene, like at church. Just like praying because his wife is, is dead. Let me tell you. I have come to realize if you're in one of these Christmas movies <laughs> and you're an old man and you are not literally playing Santa Claus, your wife's dead, Jack. She's dead, baby. Um, But so he's like... I mean, how else could you make an old man likable? No, exactly. So he's like... Uh, yeah, because if he's an old man and his wife isn't dead and he's from a certain part of the world, you know what? He was probably a national socialist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the, and a proponent of the Third Reich. Uh, reference to the Santa box. Yeah, well, um, watch our episode on the Santa box. If you want right, to hear? Tune in for last week's episode <laughs> for another. But the um, uh, uh, he's like praying at church, and the pastor comes up to him and like says something like, you know, do you want to talk? And <laughs> <laughs> which is a big mistake. But but he's basically just like the old man of the town. Yeah. And he has this scene with with the sheriff where he's like. You're not acting like yourself. Oh, my God. This scene is infuriating. Sheriff goes into the diner because he's been fucking back and forth with this fucking Santa Claus character all fucking night on Christmas yeah. Eve. So and he goes to a diner. Single he, dad. He's got, like, plans later in the night. He's probably like, fuck it. I'm going to treat myself. Go out to eat for dinner tonight. So he goes to a local to go to diner. Church. He goes to a local diner. Orders two hot dogs, some fries, and a beer. Normal order, right? Fucking Mr. Harold sees him, sits down, <laughs> starts lecturing him like you're not yourself anymore. But he's talking I've been in like, you. but he's talking in fucking like circles and riddles, right? Like I have no idea what his point was. He's talking about, he's saying he's talking about religion. Yeah. He's talking about like all the shit. He I has watch, this, you know, I've been watching you. He has this like one really confusing part where he's like, um, you know, tonight a preacher's gonna be preaching some stuff and he's gonna be wrong and somewhere else in the wrong. world he's like and he's gonna be telling people something and <laughs> then in another small town another preacher is gonna be telling people something completely different and then maybe a rabbi is telling someone something completely different than that and they're all a little wrong but there's one thing that's good religion makes people happy and you're not happy. Or, yeah, it's is like what something this, like that's what it would go. Religion goes. is about like making the people around you happy, and you're not happy. And I'm like, what? What does that any of that mean? And I guess and, like he, Mr. Harold is saying like I'm trying to make you happy. And yeah. the reason he the the way he decides to go about making the sheriff happy is by canceling his order. Yeah, yeah. The waitress comes <laughs> up to him. The waitress com- comes up and she's like, Oh, what would you two like? Oh, oh, Mr. Harold, you're, are you ordering something too? And Mr. Harold's like, oh, well, what is he having? And he's like, uh, and she's like, oh, well, he ordered uh, two hot dogs, some fries, and a beer. And Mr. Harold goes, what? You're not a young man. You're not 20. You can't be eating that. No. Cancel that order. We'll both have salads and a coffee. Thank you. And, and then she fucking cancels the order and orders, it puts in salads and coffees. And the sheriff is directed to be visibly upset about that. <laughs> I I mean, that would just make me, like, stand up and leave, right? Yeah. I'd go straight to McDonald's. But that's a couple scenes back. After the whole church fiasco and their, his daughter and his, you know, new girlfriend or whatever, his daughter dress up as a cow and ruin a Christmas pageant. They're sitting in the back of the church. Um, They're, like, flirting with each other. Um, The, 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 the hot chick and... Uh, Mr. Uh, fuck the hot chick and the sheriff. They're flirting. They're yeah. talking in the back. Blah blah. Then he's like, "Oh shit, I need to go punch Santa in the face." 
because which is what happens right yeah he's like, he's like i have to go punch santa's face says, i have to go punch santa <laughs> because because um because mr harold walks over mr harold mr harold is like oh, yeah it's like i heard you didn't get a ah uh, the, the his, his like thing that he wanted was he wanted to go be a he wanted to take this promotion in a different city as the chief of police in like a bigger city but it fell through he's like it oh i heard it, heard it fell through and he's like he's like how did you hear about that and he's like oh this man in the red suit told me and he's like fuck it's santa santa escaped he escaped prison again so he like jumps up he's like fuck i need to go punch santa in the back of the neck so while and he's on his way there his wife calls him but 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 i need to i just need to say go ahead i just need to say because this was all for me to say so Mr. Harold sits down next to the woman oh, and yeah. starts talking to her about nothing. Yeah, just starts seemingly saying for, words. Seemingly, potentially for hours. Yeah, because we cut away from them and then we cut, cut back, back and he's talking about something different. He's, he's, like, he's like, do you do you drink eggnog? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I make the best I make eggnogs. the best eggnog. I used to love eggnog when I was a kid. Now, you're a very beautiful young woman. I think that's what he says when yeah. he first sits down. He's like, he's like, he just left me to talk to a beautiful young now, woman. Now, <laughs> what's he doing leaving me alone with a beautiful woman <laughs> such as yourself? It like, literally made me laugh so hard because there's literally nothing worse than having to talk to an old man. <laughs> but so, yeah, well, he's like on his way to like punch Santa out. He gets a call from his wife and she's like, did you find our daughter? And he's like, yeah, I did. I, I just her kicked her and her friend out on the street in the cold. And she's Which like, was true. And she's like, you did what? She was reasonably very upset by this. <laughs> he said, I just kicked out your my, our daughter he said, he and said, her friend. He said, I left her on the side of the road. So I can go beat the shit out of Santa. <laughs> he didn't and, say. And he, and he hangs out on her. Yeah, it actually isn't saying is okay. So he didn't actually say that he's going to beat the shit out of Santa, but he did say that he left. He said, "I left our daughter on the side of the road with the new kid in town," is what he said to his yeah, wife. And he's and, and so he of does course say she something was, about like, and I have to go to see Santa. <laughs> so the wife is freaking out. Who is a bitch? And so you know he goes. She's to just see the Santa worst. And he's like, "Why did you? Why did you tell everyone that I didn't get my job?" <laughs> And Santa's like, I don't know. What? Oh <laughs> I don't yeah, because and Santa like tries to spin it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, because everyone like likes you so much, they would be happy to hear that you 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 know yeah, are staying his, as the he sheriff. He had his elf friend giving out flyers that says <laughs> the sheriff is, is staying. Yeah, it says like the sheriff didn't get his job. He's staying in town. <laughs> but yeah, so so, uh, the wife shows up with her new boyfriend. Frederico. Yeah, and he's like foreign, which was yeah, awesome. which was an interesting little flair. Yeah, I I'm really happy for her, but she has this foreign boyfriend. Um, and, <laughs> and she doesn't she say like, because uh, he eventually gets the daughter back. We don't see it, do we? I think no, what happens is okay. Oh shit, we forgot about a really big thing. What happened? <laughs> what did we forget Before about? he gets the daughter back. He falls asleep, and he has this dream that there's all these Santas oh, yeah. in the sheriff's office, and they're all yelling at him. They're all telling him that he's a piece of shit. And then, uh, well, but how and does then, the daughter And then he get wakes back? up, and the daughters are back. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're just back. They're, they're just, just back. But I'm just saying, he falls asleep. You need to watch a scene, guys. 
there's this all it's it's so blown out and overexposed. It was give, it gave me like a headache when I was watching it. It's like the weirdest way that you could film a dream sequence. It did not feel like a dream. It felt like like when you take a bunch of Benadryls. <laughs> but so she like she she the the wife his wife his ex wife shows up to pick up the daughter and she's like mad at him. She's like so mad. <laughs> but the boyfriend seems nice. He's totally chill and he loves Christmas. He loves Christmas. So Santa gives him um tickets to um like a European vacation. Yeah. Um because he's actually doing um cop solid yeah, because solid. that way they have to leave that night and when he can have custody of his child for Christmas whatever. No, um, exactly. That's a spoiler, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So what what happens? What happens? Uh, what happens for the rest of the movie? Um. Shit. I really. Um. A lot of things happen. Um. He eventually lets. They have Tom. Tom's party happens. Yeah. Um. The homeless guy is gifted a new suit. Yeah. Um. There's like this random guy who I guess is like the dad of like one of the boys who egged. Mr. Harold's house. Oh yeah, and like apparently, <laughs> so his son is like fifteen, um, but apparently because he was like unemployed, he like never married the mother of his children. Um, so yeah, he's like Mr. Harold gave him a job at quote one of his department stores or hardware stores. Yeah, so because of that, um, now he's going to propose to the mother of his children, and I was laughing. It was making me. I don't know why it was making me laugh so hard because yeah, so I was just imagining like a scenario. If I was in that scenario, if like Will impregnated me and then just didn't marry me for fifteen years, but then I, I <laughs> but I we were still together. I think that's how it wraps up, though. I think it wraps up with, uh, you know, the sheriff realizes. Oh, you know, um, like, Tom gets the fucking toy for his kid, and then oh, he yeah. gets to make out with his movie Boy, wife yeah. again, and then he stares at her ass. Yeah. It's crazy. It was so um, cool. But yeah, th- I think that's how the movie ends. Is after that guy comes and it's like, you know, Mr. Harold gave me a job. San- that's when Santa says, you know, I told everyone that you didn't get your job in the big city because everyone, you know, you're such a pillar of the community. You know, everyone's gonna give you eggnog, and which so happens. Like, there's like a pre-party before the Tom's party where yeah. everybody shows up and gives him eggnog, and yeah. then they all leave. They kind of do an It's a wonderful lifestyle thing, kind of organized by Mr. Harold, where he's like, it's like a weird. They all like, like gift him. They're all like, we love you, appreciation party. But it's and then they weird... all meet up at Tom's again. Yeah, it's weird because like that party happens, and then everybody leaves, and then there's like a few other scenes of stuff that doesn't matter, and then they go to Tom's party. And I feel like you could just simplify it by having like at Tom's party. Yeah, they all do a thing for him. Like this party was actually always for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so his ex-wife and her new boyfriend, they get these tickets, but there are only two tickets. So he gets to spend Christmas Day with his daughter. Which and he, initially he gets, wasn't going to do. And he gets to make out with the hot chick. And he gets the girl he gets to make out, too, though he does not get to kiss nearly as many times as the director of the film, who we will be talking about now. Ava, you did a bit of a deep dive on uh, yeah. the director of Small Town Santa. So this is a guy who is. According to what he says on his website and what he says on Facebook, not fully according to his letterbox, but letterbox doesn't always have like all the information about people that make a bunch of movies. He like films like multiple movies a year, right? He says that he's like directed like twenty movies, like produced like twenty movies, X, Y, and Z. Um, he sells. Well, I'll get to that later. I went on his Facebook first, right? 
His Facebook is awesome. Some golden posts. Oh god. A lot of like posts that are like I'm gonna pull them you, up. Are you interested? Is is your greyhound interested <laughs> in being in a movie? Yeah. How would you like to volunteer your greyhound to be in a movie? We're filming, you know, after church. Okay, you know. so I'll read some. This has and he gets a lot of likes on these posts for like what they are. But a lot of likes being like seventy sometimes. Yeah, but that, I mean, but that's hey. still a lot. That's I'm not I'm I'm not even. I'm not I'm not knocking I'm just him a there. Frame of yeah. I could use a few volunteer extras this Saturday for my next Christmas movie. Indoors at a Flint surgery center. You'll be there for two hours, so you could get surgery in one of his movies. It seems like, um, he has like posts like, "Would you like your home to be the set of a Christmas movie?" Which I love because I love to imagine how people get the home locations for more movies. Yeah, we we we. I think we, almost we every episode, lot, yeah. I have been like, "Oh, I know how they got that location." Sometimes he also posts like Facebook like copy pastas. Yeah, like kind of conservative humor. Yeah, like he has like ones like it snowed last night, eight a.m. I made a snowman. Eight ten, a feminist passed by and asked me why I didn't make a snow woman. Eight fifteen, so I mean, and it goes on just for forever. Like yeah, about race, gender. Yeah, he's, he talks about he says like a transgender man, woman, person. He says that. Yeah, you know all that shit. Um, he he also a has like gay ca- couple in it yeah, as well. Yeah. He also posts casting calls. Um, I screenshot of this one because I loved it. Paid casting, black female playing twenty eight to thirty two, suburban raised look slash mannerisms slash style slash speech. Hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> um, yeah, he whoa. has he has like this one misogynist post, um, which is like. The way that, like, men that don't think they're being misogynist, like, kind of frame things as, like, well, it's just a double standard. Um, He's like, question for actresses. I'm 5'10". As an actor, I've had casting agents tell me I'm too short for a certain role. I was also moved from a supporting role in a $4 million film to an extra because I towered over a 5'5 leading man. They were trying to pass him off as average. Sometimes I'm too tall. Sometimes I'm too short. I'm also white slash Jewish, which is great for some roles, but I can't be in Hamilton. I'm not a college student anymore, nor can I play a grandpa. That's the reality of working in film. So here's my question for actresses. What if you're 20 pounds too heavy for a role? Would you rather me tell you you'll have to lose the weight to play the part? Or rather me quietly pass you and you'll never know why? Oh, can you oh what a shame. By John, <laughs> what's his fucking name again? John Paul Rezig. By Joel Paul Rezig. After seeing him in this movie, <laughs> sorry, sweetie, you're too chubby. You're too fat. Can you fucking you're imagine? Too fat for me to that's, make out with is, in my Christmas movie. That is movie. rich. That is rich. Um, there's a photo of him dressed up as Spider-Man with the caption "The Hero You Needed." Um, and underneath it, he says that um he needs to watch the crow. Um, <laughs> got to catch up on the crow. <laughs> got to watch the crow. Um. <laughs> Will here's a good here's a good here's a good post. Will Smith just slapped Ukraine out of all your mouths. <laughs> I got fifty nine likes. So is he criticizing like people like like you should be you should be paying attention to what's going on in Ukraine? Yeah, he's like no one even cares okay. about Ukraine anymore. Yeah. Um. So also what he does is he sells courses to help you learn how to distribute and finance yeah. your films on his website. On his website, which is called Be Your Own Producer. I'm sorry, it's not called Be Your Own. It's called BeYourOwnHollywood.com. Yeah, and um, this, uh, the film we watched tonight is a Be Your Own Hollywood production. 
Yeah. I think that's his catch-all production company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can pay like $400 for a DVD of a two-day seminar um, that kind of gives you like how to distribute, a f- how to get money and how to distribute a film. Honestly, 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 he honestly? probably gives good advice for what he's trying to do. Or yeah, what kind of distributing lower tra- budget. Because just based on his website, he's saying based... Kind of for streamer, for DVD films. And more importantly, like... His website kind of um, stresses this idea of like writing films for the purpose of them being distri- distributed. That makes that honestly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's not about writing it for art. It's not about writing it for like anything like you know artistically meaningful. Um, it's really more about like writing things that you know will be able to sell. So that the question is like a Christmas movie. Yeah. So that the question is like. Oh, will I get this sold? It's more like how much am I going to get this sold for? That's like his goal, and like also learning how to talk to like foreign distribution agents. That makes sense. And stuff hey, like that. So for what he's the hustle. yeah, because what cause the hustle. I think he sees film in a very financial way, and he churns out a lot of films. You can also on his website hire him as your producer, and he'll do a whole bunch of shit for you. He has it. He has it all listed down. He's he will he will literally do everything except give you money you were telling me that he would read your script and rewrite it for a certain amount of money yeah 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 if you have him on as a producer he will rewrite your script with you um he says he says that he would prefer not to direct your movie Mm. but he will wow um he'll ad wow he'll do casting that's honestly that's a very interesting business model it's extremely interesting like honestly like i can't knock it um, especially since it's very specific to trying to make these low budget kind of B movies and making them for profit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not about like, you know, trying to get this idea out there. Yeah. And he's not trying to become like a Hollywood guy, right? Like he's not trying to Be make a Hollywood. Holly- yeah. He's not trying to make a Hollywood movie. He's just trying to get shit on Tubi. No, totally. Respect. Um, he's just trying to sell DVDs. And respect. Hey, for that, for that, with that, like mm-hmm. kind of allowment yeah he did a, he did a pretty damn good job with this one yeah and i mean like he i was looking through his students and i was like learning about like some of the films that like his students have made right like yes like people who have uh taken his ha, who he has taken on as a producer or uh, his student people or have taken his people course. who's taking his course and he also does like in-person seminars so i think he's probably for more to the in-person seminars okay. um and because he refers to him as a student right so people he's worked with directly okay so like he's had um he had a student that made that film um blackwater that had um dolph lundgren and dolph oh wow yeah which not not a highly reviewed movie but like that was like a three million dollar budget yeah um, that's pretty big yeah yeah like and smaller I've heard of projects that movie. yeah that same guy who made um blackwater who produced blackwater also made arlo the burping pig (laughs) 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 oh so that's going on the watch list that's great yeah, apparently um, Drake Bell voices the burping <laughs> pig. <laughs> the guy, have you been seeing that stuff about Drake Bell got in trouble for was like he, inhaling yeah, balloons? Yeah, he was doing like whippets of his, his kid in the car. Yeah. His kid was in the car. He was doing whippets. Yeah, he's like a bad guy. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I've I heard mean, <laughs> things of shit has come to light, man, about Drake Bell. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you take his course, you, you can make, make a movie. Black water, or, or you can make Arlo, Arlo the, the Burping Pig. pig. That um, is honestly very promising. Yeah. So yeah. any anything else about the director to share? Just that he seems like an interesting guy who has kind of a silly-ass Facebook. <laughs> I really, I like really, our best kinds of guys. Yeah, you know like the has, movie or the or the product is interesting us when we when we find somebody's LinkedIn or we find Instagram. their Facebook. You know this this guy, his yeah. performance in this movie and the fact that he was directing it and the way he made out with these women made him completely irresistible from a quick old Google search and it did not disappoint. Yeah, like his Facebook is so awesome. He has posts on there where like, does anyone have a Dalmatian but they want to be in a movie? <laughs> And the crazy shit is, like, he gets comments on those posts. Like, like 30 people will be commenting, like, tagging their fucking old friends. That's awesome. He, is, like, he gets on, like, Michigan um, local television all the time to promote his movies. Like, he is doing the hustle. I am a failure at being a filmmaker. He is succeeding. So, like, I'm I, making fun of him. You're not a failure no, no, no. at being a No, no, no. No, what I'm saying is, talking? no, but what I'm saying is, like, this guy, he's doing it. He's making that money. He's he's shooting like three movies a year and been producing two. Okay, he's sure, he's yeah. posts on Facebook like anyone have a house like anyone have a. <laughs> and you know what? Someone had a house. I'm looking for. A s- and if they didn't have a house, I couldn't tell. Yeah, he he made a post. He was like, "I'm looking." Movie looked fine. He made a post. And he's like, "I'm looking for a six foot tall, seventy year old man." And he fucking got one. He also made this movie that's not on Letterboxd, and I need to, like, find it called East Side Story. You told me about this one. Which is, like, West Side Story. It's, like, a Romeo and Juliet um, storyline. For the modern day. For the modern day. But it's an all-black cast, and I think, like, some of the characters are supposed to be NBA NBA players, so I'm very interested in that. Yeah, um, wow. So I'm very interested in see how he handles um, as a director, as a director, how he's going to handle these uh, racial dynamics. Or if he wrote any of the material, or if he's in it, maybe he's the Officer Krupke character. I would love it if he was in it. But so he, I mean, he should be Mercutio. I'm looking at the time, and and I'm currently doing something that occurs me, uh, you know, requires me to get up very early, and I'm also looking at how long we've been recording and. I think small town Santa. God, gosh darn it! You know, <laughs> we loved talking about this movie mm-hmm. as much as we loved like t- watching it together. Yeah. So I think it's time to wrap it up. But before we wrap up the show, our Christmas, our our annual Christmas show. Yes. Let's give some snowball ratings, Ava. I'm gonna throw it to you. What are you gonna rate small town Santa? Three and a half. I was gonna say the same thing. That's so crazy. Three and a half snowballs. Three and a half snowballs. This, this was, was a pretty fun movie. I, I'm definitely recommending it. Um, yeah, agreed. Literally just for the kiss scenes. Yeah, it w- it's stupid, but it's fun, and there's a lot of like silly shit that happens. Yeah, and it was pretty short, you know. Yeah, very short. Hour and twenty five minutes. I had to go get our laundry from the laundromat, and um, <laughs> when we paused it, I was like, "Shit, only an hour left." It yeah, was great. I love it. We love in a and short out. movie. In and out, well, especially and when it's one of these. And speaking of movies, we'll be back next week. Yeah. What do you think? Should we l- should we have this conversation live? Do we want to do the thing where we watch one movie each and then try to explain it, or do we want to watch two movies again? Together? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would like to do that, but I don't know if it's going to be possible with the time because we're only going to be 
apart hey, for a few days and are going to be mainly the holiday. So I don't really know. Hey, we if have we're time. We'll do it. We have time to figure it out before January 1st because our next episode will be coming out. And the last episode of the season mm. will be coming out January 1st, 2023. All right. So. To our dear, dear listeners. Yes, to our thanks friends. For, thanks for joining us on this we love uh, journey. You. We love you. We hope you have a happy holidays. And we'll say it. Happy holidays. And we'll also say, just because it's the day, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you in the new year. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>